From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This episode was originally released July 10th, 2006. And now, gather round. As as Harriet's attorney, attorney, it is my sad sad duty to to read to read Aunt Harriet's last will and testamental testamental testamental. Where did you get this guy? Will. I and Harriet, being of sound mind and body. Sorry, I know he gets me off. I do bequeath, bequeath. I'm gonna give all, oh. all my stuff, me, 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 me. including the family mansion. No, the family yacht. No, the family jewels limousine outhouse. Yeah. To my my my, my nephew. Uh-huh. John Bell. Wait, what? Okay, that's uh, it. Donuts Wait. in the foyer. No, 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 no. 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 This is amazing. You should go to me, what? Max Swamper. <clears throat> I mean, Percy Worthington Smythe. Uh-huh. I'm her husband. Why am I not in the well? Well, maybe she wised up about what was going on with you and your personal secretary, Daphne, <gasps> Mr. Swamp Bottom. Oh, I've never been so insulted in all my life. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard the last of me. I'll get him in one way or another, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wait. All no right. good can come of this. I tell you, that's one. You'll find out. Yeah, right. Just t- you wait. Someone close the door, please. Thank you. With Aunt Harriet's money, I'm, I'm rich. I can do whatever I want. I can take that money, and I can build the best podcast studio ever. Ever. And true to his word, John Bell hired the best designers, the best architects, and the finest craftsmen to build him a podcast studio unrivaled by any in the world. You know, those microphones aren't good enough. I told you I only wanted the very best. All right, we'll get the $2. Before long, this studio, part mansion, part business, began to take form. And Mr. Bell, this uh, project's starting to take form. I can see that. My compliments to you and your crew. By the way, who is the crew chief? Uh, that's him right over there. I'd like to talk to him then. I don't think that's a very good idea. He's a little eccentric. Uh, now, who's to say who is eccentric and who is not? I am. He's the crew chief. He's done a good job. I would like to compliment him. All right, uh, but whatever you do, don't say the words... Yo ho ho. Yo ho ho. Just don't say them around him, okay? All right, I'll try not to say yo ho ho. Hey, boss, uh, Mr. Bell wants to talk to you. I'll be right there. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Hello there. You're Mr. Bell. Yes, yes, I am. And uh, I just wanted to say that you're doing a a marvelous job here on my new podcast. Oh, quite, quite. Yes, I have a good group here, and we're all. Pitching in our best uh, to get it ahead of schedule, if at all possible. Oh, look at this. Someone left a prepackaged chocolate cake behind. Is this Yo-Ho-Ho? What is what are you doing sir, on me? Sir, settle me down. Settle down, sir. Settle, settle down. Just relax. Relax. Everything's all right. Everything is fine. Oh, I, I do say. What happened? You started talking like 
a pirate. Oh, I do beg your pardon. I have this affliction which makes me uh, feel empathy for whatever movie is big at the moment. I see, I see. And certain words trigger this reaction. I'm terribly sorry. It's quite embarrassing. What do you do to, to offset these effects? To put my mind at rest. I must admit I play with this yo-yo. It's phosphorescent, you know. I see. Yo-yo glow. Oh, hands on! Oh, no, not a scurvy knave who betrayed us in our flaring sharks. Is it you, laddie? No. Let me get this belaying pin and I'll bash you. Put it down, put it down, put it down, 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 down. So pirate movies do this to you? No, no, not just pirate movies, sir. Whatever movie happens to be hot a few years ago was a much different movie entirely. What did you do then to take your mind off of it? I played golf, sir. I see. And I started doing really well. I thought it was really great one day. I was making par on every... Wow. But every time I made par, uh-huh. this this individual, this snuffy Smith little Abner Jeb Clampett type jumped up and yelled, Hooray for you, you made par, hooray for you, you made par, I couldn't stand it. Well, it's like they say, with great par comes great response hillbilly. Crawler, what? have a pumpkin bomb. No, I'm the Where'd green you get the... goblin. <laughs> what? Oh, shut up. Calm, 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 calm. Just keep working on my studio, and that's all I really want to know about, okay? Yes, uh, I'll get right back to work, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're doing a great job there. What was I thinking, giving him all those movie references when I knew that he was slightly unhinged? Boy, what a dum dum. Dum dum, dum dum, dum dum. Sorry, sorry, my bad, sorry. Work continued on this magnificent project until one day when it was almost completed. This place is looking great. And look, it's almost completed. Yes, Mr. Bell, we all heard the announcement. What do you think of this place, Arnie? How do you think, huh? What do you think, huh? I think Mr. Bell is very sumptuous. What? Sumptuous. What? Sumptuous. Sumptuous. That's why I said sumptuous. Yeah, okay. It's very sumptuous. Thank you, Arnie. Yeah, I was just wondering, though, the swimming pool uh-huh. in the reception area, uh-huh. isn't it going just a little overboard? Well, I think that... Arman overboard! Oh, no. Um, calm down, calm down, and get oh, back okay. to work. That's yes, Mr. Bell. Thank you. And do we really need the dramatic music, too? Oh, here. I'll turn it off. So when the studio is finally finished, Mr. Bell, what's the first thing you're going to record in it? Oh, I don't know, Arnie. Probably something along the lines of... Hi, everybody, and welcome to Bells in the Bat Free, episode 30. Well, it's been 30 episodes, and we didn't think we'd make it, but by golly, here we are. Okay, and we, okay, and, okay. Uh, yeah, I get the idea. Okay. All right. Wow, Mr. Bell, this place is coming along great. Oh, hi, Mr. Wizard. I thought I heard you introduce the podcast, and I knew that my episode would be coming up really early in the show. Well, it could be. What have you got planned? Well, I'm going to do something about the 4th of July, so I well, thought... Well, the 4th of July is over. It's about the 4th of July. Now, you see, the 4th of July ended on... It's about the 4th of July. Then why don't we just give it a listen? Good morning, Billy. Good morning, Mr. Wizard. Well, Billy, the 4th of July is once again upon us. Oh, boy, I love the 4th. I get to shoot off your mouth. Let's put a damper on your youthful exuberance, Billy, and talk about fireworks. Okay. If handled improperly, fireworks can be very dangerous. Ooh. For instance, uh, catch this M80, Billy. Okay. Oh, ow, my fingers let smart, Mr. <laughs> See, Wizard. never catch a lit firecracker when somebody tosses it to you. But I didn't know it was And legal. only use legal fireworks. Okay. You see this? Uh-huh. This innocent-looking 
Talking Firecracker has the power of one quarter stick of dynamite. Golly! To show you how powerful it is, we'll put this actual stick of dynamite underneath this junk bicycle but and light the fuse. Wait, that's not a junk bicycle. That's my bicycle. Well, quick, Mr. Billy, Wizard. throw this bucket of water on the fuse. Okay. I got the fuse, Mr. Wiz. Beware of explosives that have waterproof fuses. They can be tricky. To be perfectly safe, always handle even the tamest firework with extreme care. Uh, Billy, take a Roman candle out of that box. Now, light it and hold it out at arm's length. While we're waiting for the candle to shoot, let me also show you how to read warning labels. I have here a box containing sticks of dynamite. See the label? It says, one gross Roman candle. That's odd. What did I do with that box of... Well, the joke's on me. My last tip is to always drop anything still smoldering into a bucket of water. Billy, you'd better sit in that bucket over there. Okay, Mr. Wizard. Tomorrow, I'll show you the safest place to keep your bottle rockets, which is in a bucket. Until then, this is Mr. Wizard saying, have a happy and safe horse and enjoy the fireworks display. Ah, it's great to be in my brand new office with my 15-foot-wide solid oak desk, the teakwood floors, the solid brass fittings, the gold trim, and my $2 microphone. Well, um, guess I may as well uh, try some stuff out here. Let me see if I can get uh, Miss Schmackelheimer on our brand new intercom here. Miss Schmackelheimer. Yes, Miss Schmackelheimer. This is John Bell. I was, I was calling to make sure that the intercom is working. Why wouldn't it be working? Well, it's brand new. Just making sure that everything was checking out. How's the reception area? Well, if it's brand new, shouldn't it be working? Yeah, yes, Miss Schmackelheimer. But see, I was double checking on the wiring and everything. You know how some things can tend to go wrong when you try to go right? Very much like this conversation. Well, if you say so, so why are you calling in there? I'm calling to see if the. Uh, the intercom is working, Miss Schmackelheimer. If I'm answering and Miss, talking to you, then Miss, the intercom must be working. Miss, Miss, Doesn't that make sense? It makes sense to me. Thank you very much. Okay, the intercom is working. We've established that. Thank you. Uh, are you enjoying the changes in the reception area? Miss Schmeckelheimer, oh, are, are, are you? That your question, Mr. Bell. Uh, you're not at the pool, are you? Yes, it's in the reception area. Why wouldn't I be at the pool? Well, isn't your desk away from the reception area? Desk smash. Oh, wait, Paolo, Paolo, could you also uh, bring some of those little tiny cheese on crackers? Things? Those are so lovely. Could you bring, like, two trays this time? Because I have friends coming over and they want to have some, too. Miss, okay? uh, Wiggle, yes. I heard about that. Okay, Mr. Schmackelheimer, I'm, I'm glad that uh, everything in the uh, reception area is, is working fine. It's sumptuous as well. Yes, it is. Okay. I have to use that word a lot today because it's so good. I tell you that it's the yeah. word of the day. Do, and it's right here in my new calendar. Do, I like that word sumptuous. Uh, it's in the world. Mr. Well, things just seem to be going along perfectly here. I can't imagine anything that would mess up my paradise. Ah! There you are! 
Aunt Harriet? It's a lot more complicated than bumps in the night and saying boo, believe you, but, me. But, 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 but. I will not haunt you for as long as it takes to sweeten you. Wow. But Aunt Harriet, you're dead. Of course I'm dead. But. You think I'd wear this if I were alive? Do you realize how pitifully few trendy dress shops there are in the afterlife? No, I didn't. But fashion is none of my concern at the moment. You are. I am? Jumbo, what have you been doing with all my money? I've been doing what you wanted me to do with your money. What? Oh. I even installed it with acoustical tile. I didn't really look at the outhouse. I the was. The only reason I let you inherit anything at all was to protect my dear Percy. Oh, but. I know that if I ever died in his deep grief and despair, he made bad judgment calls concerning money. Uh -huh. I don't know how Percy and his personal assistant Daphne could spend so much money on his new plush conference room. Uh. A big padded conference table with pillows. Pillows. I. Why is there a mirror in the ceiling for heaven's sake? Um. I'm taking good care of your money, Aunt Harry. This is why I left my money to you, John. That's good. Not that you have any more sense than Percy. Uh, I think I need to practice haunting both of you oh, for your own good. No, I don't think that's really necessary. I am in control now. You will not spend the way you have been, believe you me. But Aunt Harriet, I, 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 she's gone. Oh, that's all I need. A studio that's haunted by a ghost. Oh, you got a call. Go. Oh, shit. Shut up! Sorry, sir. While well, looking on the bright side, things couldn't get worse. Hello, Mr. Bell. <coughs> I, <coughs> I bet you didn't expect to see me again so soon. Who are you? I'm Max Swamp. I'm Percy Worthington Smythe. Oh. And all of this should be mine! What are you going to do about it? I'm going to do this, Mr. Bell. Oh, nuts. Why won't this thing shoot? It's supposed to shoot. Is it loaded? Yeah, it's loaded. You need to release the safety oh, there. Th is this thing on the yeah, side? on the side there. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. No, die! Don't where you point that thing. That's it. I'm out of here. I'll go down the hall here. Pass all the Renoirs. Oh, that was my favorite. Through the garage here. Behind the Rolls Royce. Don't shoot at the Rolls Royce. Shoot at the Rolls Royce. Up the grand staircase. I wonder where the carpeting is going to get here. Past the symphony orchestra. Hi, guys. Past the personal massage rooms. Lower to the left, please. Into the reception area. Did you want something, Mr. Bell? There's a deranged killer chasing after me. Oh, good luck with that. But I get... Whoa, 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 whoa. Down the main entry hall. And out the front door. Well, Mr. Bell, imagine meeting you here. You're coming out and me coming in. Look, I'm in a real big hurry. Don't you remember me? Uh, no. It's me, Sililoquy, the guy with the news and movie reviews that you dropped from your podcast. Oh. Here's a hot flash. Podcaster bites it in a hail of hot lead. No, 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 no. Gotta get out of here. No, no, that's not the best way to go. He's on one side. He's on the other. I'm surrounded. I'm doomed. This is like another cheap, tawdry, season-ending cliffhanger. Is Mr. Bell doomed? Oh, not. We'll find out in Season 3 what? of Bells in the Bat Free. Wait a minute. Coming very soon. This isn't another season? Bells in the Bat Free was produced, written, and voiced by John Bell. But with special guest voices and extra material by Cindy Taylor and Becky B. This is only the second episode of the second season. Don't se miss the next exciting, pulse-pounding season. Here's a closet. Maybe I can look in here and find something I can use as a weapon. This is Finkelmax. Mr. Hoff, Herman's coming for you. No, nothing in there but another stupid subplot. Captain Zeta, be 
Bring depth charges. We must get out of Das Boot. Not that kind of subplot. I'll see everybody in season three. Wiggle, yes. I heard about that. Okay. What? I'm... And you know what? Somehow I'm losing my voice. I wonder why. <laughs> that tequila is a little strong. sound familiar? You're enjoying a couple of beers with your girlfriends at a local pub, and then some drunk putz gets up and screeches Steppenwolf at the top of his lungs. <sighs> yeah, what's a gal to do? I don't live in an open carry state, so I can't shoot him. You don't need any bloodshed, hun. Just offer that guy a throat lozenge from karaoke. Karaoke's throat lozenges? What do they do? What do they do? Just listen. <laughs> Wow, it stopped up his throat so he can't sing. That's right. Karaoke's throat lozenges contain almost 50% aloe, so they're sure to dry up any croaker's voice box. Hey, is he going to be okay? Oh, sure. Karaoke's throat lozenges come in a convenient tube about the size of a lipstick and come with special stick-on labels that can disguise the package and make it resemble a major brand of cough drops. Hey, this guy's turning blue. Shouldn't we call an ambulance? Hey, hey, mister, you okay? Mister, hey! Crap, Lucy, call 911! Karaoke's throat lozenges, guaranteed to work on bad singers, screaming kids, and complaining mothers-in-law. Available now from your friends at Unaccountable Drug Company, High Lie, Wisconsin. <laughs>